This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. It's Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Day. Good morning. Day. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Yes, God's got our back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Thank you so much. Good Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call, and happy Wednesday. And God bless you as well. And hey, hey. Hey, hey, good morning. Happy Wednesday. 
Sister Lisa, good to hear you sound as well. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Rita. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Rita. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. God bless you and happy Wednesday, Krishanda. Thank you. Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Felicita. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Same to you, sweetheart. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning. This is Lisa Marie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Lisa Marie. Good morning. Good morning, it's Didi Marie. No, I'm just playing it's Didi. Hey, Didi. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a new middle name. I like that. I know. Happy isn't that pretty? <laughs> yeah, it is. Good morning. Thank you so much. And kiss your babies for me as well. Happy Wednesday to you. Please pray for River. She needs deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's throw in Shanti in that prayer as well. <laughs> D, don't be messing with my baby girl. D, don't be messing with my baby girl. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Kim. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Kim. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Felicita. Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. 
We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us daily during the month of August, excuse me, September, where our theme for the month is disruption. All the declarations will focus on the disruption uh, on ourselves, others, and items that are out of the will of God and His Word. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory facts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. We, will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father who return to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 21. That the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Father, as we enter into your courts with thanksgiving and enter into your courts with praise, Lord God, we shout hallelujah and thank you for another day. Father, according to Isaiah 45 and 2, you said you will go before us and make our crooked places straight. You will break into pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. You will give us the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that you are the Lord, which we call by thy name and the God of Israel. For we are your servants. We are your children, Lord God, for on this day anew, we see things anew. We hear things anew, Lord God. You put new things in our hands, Lord God. So we thank you because bless the Lord, oh, our soul, and all that is within us, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, I call out Ricky, Lord God, wherever he is, wherever he may be, Lord God, I know that you are in his presence. I know that he knows you more far than he thinks he knows, Lord God. So I ask that you be in his presence, Lord God. Talk to him in his ear. Touch his heart, his mind, his body, his soul, Lord God, because I thank you, Lord God, because 
he can call on you, his father, and you know that he is your son, father. So as we enter into your courts with thanksgiving and enter into with praise, Lord God, whatever is what is in us, whatever song that you have placed in us, we thank you and say hallelujah. Whatever word that you have disposed and put in us that gives us strength, that gives us joy, that gives us peace, that gives us comfort, Lord God, we say thank you, father, for another day for the breath of life, Lord God, as we continue to bow down and worship you right now, my heavenly Father. Lord God, we thank you for the day that has just passed. We thank you for the day that we have entered into, my heavenly Father. So right now, Lord God, according to 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, today we're going to be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in you, Lord God. We're not giving up. We're not letting anything that is going to be a distraction, that is a disruption for, you know, you have given us a way of escape. You have told us to keep walking, to seek after you, Lord God. You're going to show us your mystery. So we thank you, Lord God, that every distraction, you have already have an answer. For every disruption, you have already given us the, the equal sign to that equation, Lord God, and the answer, Father. So as we all take our phones off of you, we're going to open up our mouths and declare this day that, God, you are our God. You are the, the savior of our life. You are the healer. You are the one that keepeth us, God. As we stretch our hands that have been withered, they will be restored, yes, my heavenly Father. We oh, thank you, Lord God, thing. for a right mind oh, in you. We yes, thank you that you have kept your mind, Jesus. Father. Thank we you, thank God. you, Lord God, that oh, all things that are made possible is made by you, my heavenly yes, Father, Lord God. Because Glory you are name, our Father. Father. You are the righteous yes, one. You are El Shazab, the righteous one. Lord God. You fight our battles. You fight yes, the unseen God. things, Lord God. And we thank you as you make things thank possible, you, Lord God. Continue to open up our ears that we may hear your sound. That you yes, will open up our eyes so that we may see the things that we have never seen before, Lord God. So as we walk, Lord God, may you walk with us, Lord God. As we talk, yes, may your words come out our mouth, Lord God. Whatever's in our hearts, let it be your heart. So this day, we have a heart exchange. Let it be a heart transplant that is true. May your heart be in our heart, Lord God. May our heart beat be your heart beat this day, Lord God. I thank you for every word, every song, everything that you have said in us this day, my Heavenly Father. I thank you, O oh God, in the name of your Son, Christ Jesus. Let your blood continue to speak on our behalf this day, Lord God. Let us know that as your blood speaks, we will hear it, Lord God. Lord God, I'm Like you said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord God. Let your sound be bound in us, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the plans of your lives, my Heavenly Father. Hallelujah, Lord God, is the highest praise. And we are going to give it to you this day, Lord God, as we continue to sing your praises. As we continue to say, Lord, we thank you for everything that has come to pass. Lord God, we say thank you for everybody ate. We say thank you for the things that you have carried us over, my Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you have opened up doors, that you have opened up windows, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have done the impossible, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that when we could not walk, you helped us to walk, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that as we dig deeper, Lord God, to seek after you, Lord God, you continue to show us more of you, my heavenly Father. We thank you for every musical note that is taken that opens the door, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, just as Joshua stood in the valley of Agilon, Lord God, he talked to God and said, do not let the sun go down, do not let the moon, Lord God, 
until all the enemies and foes were under, they were gone, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God, as you continue to fight our battle. We thank you, Lord God, that you bend your ear and incline and hear us, Lord God, that when we call upon you, Lord God, you hear it, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you comfort the comfort of my Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord God, for those who do not have a mother and father, that you are their mother and father, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you lift up the bow down here, Lord God, because you are Papa. You are our Father. You are our Creator. Hallelujah. On this day, as we sit back and push back from the table and sup with you this day, Lord God, blow our minds this day, Lord God. Do it, God. I thank you, Lord God. Because you know what? There's nothing that you cannot do, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in all things great and small, Lord God. And Lord God, I ask that you look upon the one that is going to drop your word this day in our spirits. I thank you for the one that is going to give us some more water to water our seeds, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that as you stand to her up, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you just do what you do in her, Lord God, in all things great and small. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord God. Right. Everyone put your phone back on me and send your hands to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, God, we bless your name. We thank you this morning just for another opportunity to say you are our God and we are your people. Well, good morning, God morning. Great morning and happy Wednesday to each of you. It is my absolute favorite day of the week. It's the day I get to serve, but more importantly, it's the day I get to connect with my siblings in the faith in fasting. And so this morning, I want to remind each of us uh, that it's a fasting day for y'all, uh, for us, y'all, and hopefully um, as many as will will join today in pushing back your plate with the expectation that God give the increase and that you become more aware of his presence throughout the course of your day in an effort to operate from the location, the place, uh, the residence of victory as we are learning how to occupy uh, on a greater level, greater grace to each of you this morning. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Sonia, um, for um, jump-starting our day. And thank you to each of you that lend your voices to uh, the sound of corporate prayer this morning. I pray that this day finds you well. Um, I am grateful for another opportunity in this phase of the race uh, in spite of what's going on around me. I thank God I got a job to do and I am ready to do it. Amen. Amen. Um, we are going to uh, jump right in this morning going to take us to a very familiar passage of scripture. We've heard it over and over and over again. I don't care if you're new to the faith or if you've been hanging around for a while. Um, uh, we are still talking about disruptions, and we've had um, a pretty amazing month thus far. Whether or not you guys know it, I can hear uh, the growth, I think, last month for so many uh 
there was an evolution in understanding and revelation was um, opened up to many of you and uh, just in some of the recent conversations that I've been hearing um, from coast to coast, um, legislation really prepared us for this season of disruption. It, uh, it appears to have taken a little bit of fear and discomfort out of some of our processes. And my prayer is that uh, you, you become more certain, more sure, uh, more confident and competent in your walk with the Father. And so this morning, I'm, I'm not going to um, drag out the teaching, but I absolutely want to show you something in process that leads to progress as we all begin to um, take our steps and gather and gain our footing uh, with regard to us operating from purpose and prominence, from purpose and passion, purpose very intentionally. Um, and if you uh, are able to, you may want to grab a pen and paper just as I point out a few things in this passage, and you can always go back and study it yourself. Uh, again, we know Second Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. It is your responsibility as we give you um, scripture and, and teaching that you do your due diligence in knowing the word for yourself. Let me let me share this with you. It might make uh, religious folks uncomfortable. Good. Um, the word of God is um, a bit of an outline, but the spirit of God gives the context and the constructs for us to get to a place of revelation. So that the word is not just the word. The Bible says it like this, the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. And so while the word of God is is um, the word alive, it is Christ alive. But when the spirit of God enters, it gives revelation and it gives um, the framework for us to be able to actually put the word of God in to action. It gives the word of God not just legs, but meaning. And uh, it, it, the spirit of God is what writes the word of God uh, on the texture and the tablets of our hearts. It's what changes uh, how we move, how we operate, how we receive, how we perceive a thing. I'm grateful this morning for the spirit of God. So right before I go, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you Thank you, Lord, that uh, you opted to wake each and every one of us up this morning. Somebody didn't make the wake-up list, and so just for that, Father, we magnify you. We thank you this morning for the fear of the Lord, for it is the beginning of wisdom. We thank you for that reverence that you've given our hearts, God. We thank you for uh, the idea of knowing that if you be for us, 
What is the entire world against us? I pray this morning, God, for every heart, for every ear that hear, for your word declares that faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the word of God. I thank you this morning that I recognize that I'm sent for this hour, God, that every person under the sound of my voice is sent for this dispensation. Father, give us revelation that it would bring transformation not just into our lives, but into the lives of the nations that we are called to. God, give us proper context for the idea of what is written of us in the heavens. God, give us proper posture that as we carry this word, that charity, that love, that that whole idea of perfecting love become our portion so much so that it become contagious. God, give us a mind to know that we operate from victory, that we operate from a place of authority in the sonship that you have given us. God, continue to teach us your way, that every single thing that's down on the inside of us be made manifest in the earth, that that people would glorify our Father which is in heaven. God, we give us you this morning. Help us to die that you might live. For your word declares that he who loses his life will save it. God, help us to have the courage to release the things that were not intended to go the distance and to grab hold of the truth of what you've already written of us. God, that our lives will agree with what heaven is blaring about us. God, I thank you in advance that this word will be seen that it'll grow and produce much fruit. I thank you for those that'll follow, that'll bring water, God. But more importantly, we thank you that your spirit, that your hand, that your right hand, and that the truth of who the Father is will give the increase, that the world might know that you are a risen Savior, the rock of ages, hallelujah, the rock of Gibraltar, that you are the bomb in Gilead that is necessary to change a nation. Amen and God, I bless you. Um, so we're going to go to Genesis, the 12th chapter, and again, an extremely familiar passage of scripture. Uh, familiar passage of scripture. Um, I, I, I enjoy teaching from the beginning. So much happened in such a, a small amount of time. But this particular passage of scripture resonates with me because um, uh, my life in many ways uh, parallels some of the things that Abraham had to do, as many of you have probably experienced some of the same. And I'm going to use the entire passage, but I'm going to kind of ask my friend, uh, my dear brother, Pastor Patrick Foster would say, I'm going to tiptoe through the text this morning uh, just to give uh, a little bit of the framework. And I want you to keep in mind this passage of Scripture, Romans 8 and 28. Again, an extremely familiar passage of Scripture. But we know that all things are working together uh, for our good. And anytime there is a promise, Uh, every single thing that we experience, even that which is uncomfortable, will always lead to uh, supporting evidence, 
Hallelujah. It'll always lead to a place where uh, we recognize that it is in full operation and agreement with what the heavens are saying, even when we don't do everything right. I know uh, that there are many people on the line, and I can even feel the weight of it as I'm speaking, still deal with and struggle through self-condemnation, through uh, being riddled with guilt and shame. And one of the things you'll note about being disruptive is uh, a couple of different things happen. The, The first one is you don't have time or a bunch of emotions. You don't, you don't, see, we're in a leg of the race, and uh, when you discern the times, kind of like the sons of Issachar, when you understand the times and the seasons, the shifts and the movement, the momentum as God is restructuring uh, earth, you get to recognize that, um, again, Feelings and emotions and, uh, you know, that, that statement that we use quite frequently, I'm feeling some kind of way, right up and through here. Uh, I want you to pay attention, even with uh, what, what the world system would say is a changing of the guards with the loss uh, of Queen Elizabeth and us being in uh, day two, or I don't know if it's day two or day three, of us actually mourning her for the mandatory 10-day mourning and or grieving, public grieving process that goes with her and her departure. Um, She has physically moved from this house to her new house. I don't care how you feel about her. She came, was on assignment, and ruled for forever, and we're going to hear that probably for the next two or three months in pulpits across the nation. I'm not going to stay there. Um, but, But I do want you to recognize that there's a shift in the earth. There is movement in the earth. There is momentum in the earth. And anytime you see that type of movement, uh, trajectory and momentum, there is a need to pay attention to uh, the shift in your own natural life. And so let's start with uh, the fact that Abraham got a phone call, a personal connect, a personal contact from the Father. And I'll start at verse 1. And it says, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Um, I'm I'm going to pause right there, uh, and and I'm going to start with saying, again, we're talking about disruption. What happens when uh, God shifts you from everything that's familiar, from everything that you know, from everything that you understand into uh, the abyss of, I don't know, (laughs) what you doing? I do not know. I can only imagine uh, Prince Charles and his thought process after just being a brat for 150 years, (laughs) after just being uh, the son of a great 
woman, the son of a, a, a great name, the son of a monarchy, the son of somebody that had more power and owns more physical topography than anyone in the entire world. I can only imagine what that must feel like. The pressure that 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 man has to feel walking into an office, a place uh, that I'm sure he's familiar with. He's most certainly been groomed for the job, most certainly been primed and uh, primed for the position. But I'm sure it comes with a different level of pressure. Here it is that Abraham has been given an instruction that God told him uh, to move around, told him to do something he had never done before, to go someplace he did not know exactly what to tell him. Uh, Well, he knew what to tell him, but he, he didn't tell him where he was going. He just told him to move around. Um, I, I don't know about any of you, but contingent upon how uh, open you are to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right up and through here, I'm going to tell you that with the shifting and the changing of the guard to lean on your own understanding would be detrimental right up and through here. It would be the difference between uh, a victory and a, a loss. Even though our losses are working for us, it just might take you a little bit longer to get to the other side. But Abraham, in his wisdom, uh, before he even recognized his great, it says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. I'm going to stop right there because we always go into and Lot went to, yada, yada, yada. We know Lot went. We know Lot, you know, was, you know, pretty much uh this kind of leachy, but that's that's not my focus because it happened how it was supposed to, regardless of uh, of of what we've heard preached over time. Nothing happens that's not supposed to. Let me let me help you right there. Um, everything is already written into the equation. The outcome is always imminent, whether or not we understand due process, right? And so here Abraham does what God suggests. He does what God says is necessary. Um, He does what makes the difference. And so you guys know I like to bring things up close and personal and make things as practical as possible. I remember, uh, uh, and you guys that have been on the line for years, you've heard this portion of my story. I remember landing in Atlanta at the airport, and uh, in in 2000, <laughs> 2007, and it was August, y'all, surviving August, amen. Uh, I remember the, the gentleman, and I can't, how about this, I can't even remember his name, that came to pick me up from the airport, uh, took me to the hotel uh, that I was going to be staying at. And um, the the intent, my intent, um, was we had been talking for, and I when when I say I can't remember his name, if you told me he was gonna give me a check right now, I would not be able to tell you this man's name. Picked me up in the airport, took me to the hotel. I remember taking him taking my bags out of the trunk, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, "You are home," just like I'm talking to you. Uh, 
Um, now, of course, I didn't live there. I was really just going for the Barner Brothers hair show at the time. I was still combing hair and thought that I would be doing that for <laughs> I don't know how long. And um, I was standing in the parking lot, and I was like, well, uh, excuse, I don't know what you're talking about, Lord, because this I don't live here. What are you, this is weird. And now, mind you, I'm trying to be regular and fit in, and I call myself about to have a whole hookup with the man who I don't know whose name it was. Yes, and I, I said that on the prayer call. Um, I, I don't remember his name. But what what I do remember is in that moment, it was almost like I was paralyzed. And he was supposed to come in the room with me, but I immediately knew that that was not an option. Keep in mind, he brought me to the hotel. He was, at the time, my ride for whatever I was going to do. And I had to tell the man um, everything just shifted. Sorry, you can't come in this room. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, you, you got to go. He was like, well, what you going to do? Don't, don't, I'm fine. I, I'll figure it out, but you can't stay here. Um, and I started to cry. And so, you know, he probably thought I was a little bit crazy, which is fine because, you know, I am a little bit different. But I knew in that moment that something had shifted. Again, you have to be prepared to discern the times. You have to be aware of what's going on. And if you have any type of relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know that sound. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And at the time, um, I was still in betwixt and between attempting to teeter between the world and kingdom living. I, I was still operating from a place of religion. I understood certain things, but there were so many things inside of me that I just didn't get and I'd rather not deal with. I didn't appreciate that I could hear God's voice as clear as a bell and still operate in my own will and my own way. Here it is that Abraham has obeyed God. He has um, moved into a, a different place and position. He has done specifically what God has said, and in his instruction, he received a promise. Now, we know that Lot uh, and his wife went with him. This is all before their name change. And as they went to, um, they were on their way to Canaan, right? And Abraham traveled as far as Moir, right? And so uh, the Lord appeared to Abraham. This is the second time. And, and he said to him, uh, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So let me let me give you a couple of things. Somebody needs to mute their phone for us, please. Right? So now here it is that because he's obeyed God, because he's moved out from his place of familiar and from comfortable, we're talking about disruptions, he's moved into a, a whole different place. And so now here God comes again and he reminds him that this, this here place, it belongs to your kids. This this place 
belongs to your kids, right? This this is this is some topography that I've already predestined belongs to you. But get this, uh, Abraham had sense enough to recognize that there was a need for a place of worship. He had gotten his instructions. He had a promise. But again, disruptions make you change how you do things. The disruptions make you shift in how uh, you operate. I can, I'm going to tie this into to my life because I want to make it practical. I can remember uh, returning from that trip to Atlanta with an entirely different mindset. My life had been disrupted at that moment. I knew that what was could never be again, that how I was moving in that moment, it was a brief moment, but it does, all the moments uh, make for the the full and the whole of your process. They're all necessary. I remember coming home, getting off of the airplane, and at the time, uh, I was foster parenting. I had four foster sons, including my three natural children. Um, life was good. Yeah, I, I must admit, I I was I was living. I thought right. I had a, a great dude that financed a whole bunch of stuff. I had uh, a, a whole salon. Uh, some kids lived in a really, really nice house. Uh, it all was well. I was cool. I was chilling. I was minding my own self business. And here comes this interruption. And by the time I got home and, and got situated, um, I remember after the Lord told me that I, I was moving to Atlanta. I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe in a couple years. Now, mind you, he had told me the same thing in 2002, but I was terrified. I wasn't emotionally or spiritually equipped at that time to move around. But it was not just a word. It was just a confirming word. It was just years later. And at this point, I had spent enough time in the presence of God. I had spent enough time um, moving away from just church. I still hadn't got out of my own way yet. But I was headed in the direction um, that I'm standing in today, right? And so uh, I, when I got home, I, mind you, I went to Atlanta in August. By November, I knew that I had to shut everything down. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go maybe next year. And the Lord was like, no, no, you got 30 days. <laughs> wait, 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 30 days? Uh-huh, 30 days. My life was completely disrupted. Within a period of 30 days, um, I disbanded my house and the children that I had. At the time, my mother was foster parenting as well. So two of my kids um, ended up going to live with my mother. I closed my salon. I had a job at the time at the Vallejo Unified School District. I resigned from my job, and I had no idea what I was about to do. I didn't know what was happening. Um, it was the best disruption I ever experienced because I moved to Atlanta and all of the things that I had put on to protect myself, that I had put on to create an identity, that I had put on to, quote unquote, survive, the things that I had adopted and adapted as normal and regular uh, got dismantled in a five-year period. Uh, it took me 3,000 miles away so that I couldn't just run home, that I couldn't just uh, turn around and retreat and return to old habits and old ways and old thought processes and old feelings. And it was there uh, that the number of grace, five years uh, that he sanctified me. 
that I went through a major consecration process where uh, just having a, a random hookup, that was not an option. Uh, <laughs> uh, meeting somebody and uh, going a distance, yeah, that, that was not the option. Everything changed in a matter of moments. I can imagine Abraham, Sarah, and Lot being like, well, we out here now, y'all. <laughs> and after God appeared to Abraham in this in this season, and Abraham had the sense enough to build an altar. Uh, he had the sense enough to know, I'm out here, and I'm going to need the instructions of God. I'm going to need to know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Now, get this. What happens when you go uh, under the instruction or the auspice of what God has declared into uh, a dry place? Now, I'm going to jump down to 10. It says, now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. What happens when you go to a dry place? I remember uh, thinking to myself, I got there, and I was like, oop, I'm going to get a job at a salon, and I'm going to just do hair. And then before you know it, I'm going to be a celebrity hairstylist. And ooh, 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 Morgana is there. Her salon is popping. That's Morgan Freeman's daughter. Uh, she was something like a sister to me. She had a, a very, very popular salon, and I'm thinking, I'm going to just go down here. I'm going to work with Morgana. I'm going to make all this money, and everything's going to be wonderful. Honey, <laughs> was I wrong? Again, you don't have time for feelings in this process. Everything that I thought I was going to do, uh, not only did it not happen, but I was completely redirected, and for nine months, he made me sit. For nine months, uh, I had to figure it out, and I remember living in a basement apartment. <laughs> uh, did you hear what I said? A basement apartment. It was stuffy. The air worked sometimes. Sometimes it didn't. If you've ever lived in Atlanta, honey, right now you should want to take yourself and uh, hang you with some Christmas tree lights. Just throw them over the shower rod and jump. Honey, it was it was the worst. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. And right before that, I, I lived with a really good girlfriend, and I slept on an air mattress in one bedroom and looked at SpongeBob all around the walls because her it was her baby's room that she had given me. And, she took Malachi in, in her room, and the boys and I slept in that room. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. But it was employed for where I'm standing, right? So here, uh, it, 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 it became uh, not only a place of my altar, not only a place of prayer. See, because when you, when you are in the desert, when you're in a dry place where there is a famine, honey, God looks really appeasing because you're trying to figure out how do I get out of this? But some stuff he don't need you to get out of, right? He, he sent you there for the necessary disruption. He, he sent you there so that uh, you could go through the process of uh, him not trying to kill you. He's trying to provoke you to die, right? He's trying to provoke you to release what you had in mind and exchange it for the great, the, look, the big idea. Because there's a big idea of you in heaven. There's a big concept, a big construct. And sometimes it takes painful means and measures in order to get to that side, right? Um, 
Now, one of the things I love about this particular story is, and and we use it to uh, kind of ridicule Abraham in his process, right? Um, he went down, he went to to the place where the famine was great, but one thing you start to learn is that no matter what's going on, when you obey God, provision is always in place, even if it is that of the raven. <laughs> and that's a, that's a whole nother story, but you have to recognize your raven season. They're necessary. Um, they're poignant. And they are absolutely indicative of you being in line with the will of God. Right. And so uh, from there, he went on down toward the hills of East Bethel and he pitched his tent. And with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, there he built an altar to the Lord and called it and called on the name of the Lord. And then Abraham set out and continued toward the Negev. Right. And so, again, now he goes down to Egypt. And when he gets there, he says, listen, he tells his wife, check this out. You bad. You know, we know this part of the story. He told her to lie for him. Again, we're talking about disruption. Knowing that even the stuff that you do in your own power and your own strength are still employed to get you to the other side. Uh, I remember uh, I, I decided that I wanted to move in to a, a quote unquote, a, a better neighborhood. And not that the neighborhood was bad. In, house, in houses in Georgia, basements are extremely familiar. They're always usually um, really nice. They've spent quite a bit of money. Right now, Josiah actually lives in the basement at his grandparents' house, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's about 2,000 square feet for a 19-year-old boy, a three-bedroom apartment <laughs> with a full kitchen and full living room and all kind of stuff. He's a whole entire brat. Um, but mind you, he lives in Georgia. Keep that in mind. Mind you, he lives in Georgia. Keep that in mind. I went to Georgia for five years. We've been home for 10. My son is back in Atlanta, and I will give you this land. Pay attention. Pay attention. And so um, here it is that Abraham tells his wife, you know, don't don't say nothing about being my wife. Let me let me go ahead and be your brother so that they don't kill me. Um, and, and we can go ahead and, and travel through this piece. And it says, when Abraham came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarah was very beautiful. Um, and when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into the palace. Right? And so as a result of him telling a lie, uh, he gained access to the palace. Right, and I'm, I know you you don't really want to hear that, especially the religious folks, because um, we always use his lie to to hinge on um, to to talk about the fact that it was a hand me down generational curse, and it was. Um, however, it was necessary in that season that that peace was necessary. Like it was necessary that I call myself uh, trying to trying to hang out with this little dude. Now I could have just told y'all I just came for the hair show, but I need y'all to get for real. Um, that even us in our, our ratchet places, <laughs> when you have any type of relationship with the Father, even that is employed for you. Even that uh, is necessary for you to get to the other side. And so here he was, and it says, um, and Pharaoh treated Abraham well for her sake. 
and Abraham uh, acquired sheep and cattle and male donkey and female donkey and male and female servants and camels. So in other words, uh, his lie caused to come up. So there were there were moments and seasons in time until I got to the job that was necessary uh, for where I'm standing today um, that I, I took little stupid jobs just to, I think, maybe to appease myself um, because I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand why I couldn't just go there, comb here, do what I had been doing, make the type of money that I was used to making. I had my own self-plan and every single attempt that I made to do what was on my mind, on my agenda, it led me further into the face of God because nothing was working, right? Nothing nothing was, was operating in my favor. Even uh, the things that I thought that I had mastered, like there, there was no manipulation that I, I could do to get myself out of the situation because I had already taken the step to obey God. I had already gotten to a place where I had built an altar. Honey, I was fasting and praying and praying and fasting. I was sick of fasting and praying. And I, I had a friend that was crazy enough to fast and pray with me. And so we would go on prayer walks and it, it was, it was a disruption, y'all. It was it was a straight straight disruption, and now here it is that uh, because of what he did, the Lord responded. The atmosphere responded to the outcome that was already written in heaven. It says, "But the Lord inflicted serious disease on Pharaoh and his household because Abraham's wife Sarai." And so Pharaoh summoned Abraham and said, "Honey, what did you do?" And he said, why didn't you tell me this was your brawl? You ain't, you just set me up. You played me. Technically, it's, it's what he did. And Abraham was like, you know, um, you know, I mean, I, I was just trying to make sure y'all didn't kill me. And he said, why didn't you say, why did you say she's my sister? So that I took her in to be my wife. Now, uh, look, check this out. Here is your wife. Take this brawl and go. Beat it. Get up out of here. <laughs> and then Pharaoh gave orders about Abraham to his men, and they sent him on his way and his wife and everything that he had. Listen, Abraham got there with his wife and his few little things, but even his folly walked him into a greater grace. It walked him into a, a greater a place of possession and asset. It walked him into the palace in a desert place. It walked him into locations that he shouldn't have had any resources, but everything he needed was even attached to his uh, manipulation. His Everything that he needed was even attached to him making the error of saying that Sarah was a sister, right? Everything that he needed was encompassed even in his process, his process of recognizing, okay, I blew it. I probably shouldn't have said that. Here it is that now other people's lives are being disrupted because I won't respect the process. Here it is that other people's lives, listen, y'all, I, I had so many different occasions that anything and everything connected to me. Anytime I did something that was not in line with where I'm standing today, other people's lives got redirected. Other people's lives, I, folks that lost jobs, <laughs> folks that lost cars behind fooling with me and trying to deter me from where I'm standing right now today. Now, get this, as, as I get ready to wrap up. A lot of times we don't understand that um, when God, for real, is your father, 
even when you don't recognize um, the weight of what it is that I just said. When you are a son, when the hand of God is on you and you are marked, your life is forever disrupted. There is nothing you can do to alter the mandate of what's on your life. Even if you're not in proper position, even if your posture isn't right just yet, even if you haven't identified the fact that God's hand is on your life. If you you notice that you try to go left and all of a sudden God is pulling you back right. You try to get a job uh, and, and you're trying to figure out why nobody will hire you. I'm applying here. I'm applying there. Listen, let me let me teach you something real quick. Just sit there. I know that sounds absolutely bonkers, but I'm telling you something, right? And while you sit there, build an altar. There's already a promise. It's just a matter of knowing how to navigate through the land. And sometimes it, it looks like it's a desert, and sometimes it looks like maybe there's a famine where you're headed. But I'm I'm trying to explain that there are things that are put in place, keeping in mind that you have angelic assistance everywhere you go. Not saying that just angels are assigned to you, but listen, there are words that are written that specify. uh, And I'm sure Abraham, even though we don't see it in the text, if you read past the text and if you listen to the spirit of God, he had to have had some angelic assistance. You just, you just going to leave home and walk. Right, uh, you you just gonna leave home with no instruction, no direction, and walk. I assure you that he had the assistance of angelic hosts. I, I want you to know that you have assistance today. That no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, even if you feel like you've blown it in the process, I want to relieve you of some of that condemnation because even Abraham's lie, as disruptive as it had the potential to be, it shook him into a place of the come up. We don't look at the text like that. Listen, he he went into a place that he probably would not have not only not made it, but he probably would have been buried on their land if he hadn't had had Sarah tell that fable. Right? And and it what it did was it added to his life. It's whole game when a lie adds to your life. Because you have an assignment, because you have a promise, because there's a greater grace on your life for more, keeping in mind that he is to date still our forefather. That lie did not forfeit um, what was on his life by any means. I'm not telling you to start uh, running around here making stuff up. I'm not telling you to tell a whole bunch of lies. But what I'm what I'm trying to get you to understand is that Romans 8 and 28 is actively engaged. It's working. It's working. It's employed for you. Even right now in the middle of um, a major shift in my life, Lord Jesus, in, in the middle of a major transition, um, it is not like transitions of old, nor am I swayed or moved by what I see or what I feel, because I guarantee you, none of what I'm doing right now do I have a desire to do. <laughs> I would I would much rather eat soup with a fork. I prefer to sweep the sand on uh, the seashore. I would prefer to go and try to drink the ocean with a straw than what I'm dealing with right now. But you know what's crazy is because I have my Koramandiase, because I have an altar, 
Um, and because I recognize that everything is employed to get me to the next destination, I'm unbothered. I'd like to be done, but I, I, I don't I don't really care what it looks like. Now it's fourteen years later. And it took 14 years for the disruption, um, uh, for me to prepare myself for constant disruption. See, when you are uh, operating in and through faith, when when you have gone past, I, I believe, because I don't believe my name is Dion. I know my name is Dion. I'm certain of it. You can't tell me anything different. Uh, it, it's a little bit different than uh, I believe her name is, uh, I believe her name is Destiny. It could be uh, Denise. It could no, her name ain't Denise. I believe her name uh, is uh, Lily. No, her her name not Lily. Her name is Lisa. I'm I'm now I know her name is Lisa. You know that's that's not right. You got to get to a place where you don't beliefs change. I know my God today. I I know that. If he tells me to leave my family and everything familiar, if he tells me to disconnect, I don't care, y'all, uh, and, and as uncomfortable as that might be, I don't care what he says, leave. I don't care what he says, walk away from. I don't, not at this point. I, I'm all in now. I'm out here. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'm going to just do that. I know I don't like it. It's not comfortable. It's often not fun, but I don't have time to have feelings because nations are waiting for me to be released into certain areas and atmospheres, and I can't do it with fear and trepidation of what I can't control. I, I can't control all these outcomes. All I can do is what he said, and if what he said makes people uncomfortable, I, I, there's not much I can do about it. I said all of that to say uh, that there are, there are four things that happen uh, when God gives you an instruction. And the first thing that happens, he gives you an instruction, then he makes you a promise and reminds you of it, right? Um, he, he also uh, shows you where your mental limitation have nothing to do with his total proclamation about who it is that you are. Abraham was 75 at that time when he when he got told to leave home. That every single thing there, you'll always know when you are in proper timing of God because the outcomes are always favorable for kingdom, but they are always disruptive. They are not often explainable. People on the outside looking in, they may not uh, get it. They may not understand. They may even uh, question, listen, is everything okay, honey? I'll listen. I'll go away. I'm fine. <laughs> not only am I fine, but I'm doing what's on, this is on my schedule. This is in my process. This is, <laughs> this is part of the manifesto for my life. It doesn't always have to make sense. I'm sure Abraham's people were like, you doing what? And you going where? I don't know. <laughs> what you mean you don't know? Disruptions, right? Interruptions in normal and average and basic and regular and forgettable. Who wants to live like that? Who wants that to be the end of the story? Who wants that to be the tale? And and not that I, I don't I don't need a whole uh, bunch of chaos, but even in my chaos, there is peace in the process. 
The the other thing that happens is God will remind you that it's not about you. This land is for your kids. I'm I'm not. This ain't just about you and how you operate. This is about the nations. And keep in mind that because He is the Father of all of us, it when when He was told that it's this land is for your kids, it spans far greater than that moment. Anytime God makes you a promise, it's always bigger than something you can comprehend, right? The majority of the time, the third thing that happens is where you go um, is almost never what you anticipated. (laughs) It's almost never what you had in mind, child. It almost always looks like it is bad. This is not good. (laughs) This This is not what I had in mind, Jesus. I mean, I could have done any and everything else, but your obedience will always pay a wage. Even after Abraham made the mistake, or Abram at that time, this is before his name changed, even after he made that mistake, he was still added to. Everything about kingdom operation, everything about honoring God with your life, everything about the process. Now, get this, me and moving 3,000 miles away from home with three kids, eight bags, and $600 after leaving a place where I was making at least $20,000 a month, y'all. I'm not, I ain't making it up. I'm not trying to high side or anything. Like for real, money was not my issue. It was like God took everything almost all at once and shut everything down. But there was still provision in the process. I went from having, listen to me, having lived in about 20 places at will, it was always my choice, to the very first time in my entire life living in one place for five years. For my entire life. The whole thing. Every bit of it. This, where where I live currently, is the first time in my entire life that I've lived one place for seven years. And did you hear me say my entire life? The whole thing. I know, I know that made somebody super uncomfortable. I, I need you to know that I didn't just jump to where I'm at. <laughs> this has been a process, a very, very long, tedious process. And it, I didn't just submit. It took me a long time to be like, all right, all right, all right, because I didn't want to be the odd man out. I didn't want to be the weirdo. I'm sure Abraham in his mind was like, child, uh, well, uh, you know, n- not much I can do because these are my instructions. But I know it was uncomfortable. I know it provoked the lie, <laughs> right? So so the, the things that happened thereafter, he was added to as a result, even of his struggle in the process, right? Um, but he left with everything that he had. He had been added to, and the journey just increased. I'd continue to read um, just a little bit further so you get a, a little bit more of the constructs. I'm a, a few minutes over time. But I said all of that to say, listen, everybody has a process. And I know that sometimes it doesn't look like or it doesn't feel like you are headed in the proper direction. But when the hand of God is on your life, not even you can derail the truth of the promise of God on your life. Disruption. Not even you can um, distract the angels that are assigned 
to your life. Now, you may uh, uh, limit their their power, their access to power because of your uh, being non-complicit with the process, but the outcome is imminent. The outcome is certain if you honor God with your life. It doesn't mean that you'll do everything right every time. But what it does mean is your life has to answer to the promise that's already written. Even if it takes you on a, a longer route, a, a detoured path, a, 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 a more strenuous process, I'm telling you, it's all employed for you. It's just a matter of you understanding that the only thing that needs to happen is you need to agree with God. And wherever you are, you need to find a place where you can build an altar there. That that place may just be in your bathroom. It may be in your closet. It may just be in your bedroom. But there needs to be some place that you spend time in God's face so that you can get the instructions that you need. And, again, it doesn't mean that you'll do everything perfect. I did not do everything perfect to get to where I'm at. I still don't do everything perfect, but I know that I have a promise. I know that I have an altar, and I know that there's an expected outcome because I recognize that God's hand is on my life. And sometimes it doesn't look like what I think it should look like, but the outcome is sure because of the plans of God for my life. I'm at least at the place where I recognize that every day I die right? The Bible says it like this. He who loses his life shall find it. All I'm trying to do is find my life so that the people whose lives I'm assigned to will be empowered to operate from a place of promise. That you don't have to worry about what it is that you think you see. You know that the outcome is certain. There's no guesswork. You've got to be what God said. It's already hovering. All you got to do is agree and walk towards it. I can imagine Abraham walking, thinking to himself, hmm, I, don't, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I'm feeling led to go this way. Trust what's in you to get you to the place of promise. Trust what's in you to get you to the other side. I promise you, it may feel like um, an unnecessary disruption, but I assure you, that it's all working for you. That being said, listen, there may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say, hey, hey, y'all, hey. Good morning, Gianni Sunshine. Hey, Sunshine, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Saints. It's Leisha. Hey, Leisha, good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B, good morning. Good morning, good morning family. Good morning, it's Monica. Hey, Moxie. Hey, Martha. Good morning. It's Good Carla. morning. This is Armando. Oh, go ahead. Hey, hey, Armando. Good morning. And who else was that? Yeah. Tara. Good morning. Hey, Tara. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Danette. Great, uh, great declaration. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Danette. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Awesome you. Bless you. Bless you. Good morning, Good morning Denise. Denise Shirley. Hey, Miss Shirley. Good morning. Who else was that? Denise. Good morning. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Good morning. 
<laughs> I just thought about you. I was gonna call you and let you have it about that baby. You don't bring me yeah, that you baby. Preaching to me. <laughs> but yeah, I got him in mind too. All right. <laughs> Good morning. It's Darlene. Hey Darlene. Good morning. Morning, morning. morning. Uh oh, I heard two folks. Who was that? Gigi. Monica. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Monica. Good morning. It's persistent. Hey, persistent girl. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Leomia. Great decoration. Hey, mother. Good morning. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Hallelujah. I love when God lets me really, really hear. Ooh, that was so good. Love you. To God be the glory. I love you more. Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Ju. Morning. Morning. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning. This is PR. Powerful declaration. Good morning, PR. <clears throat> any any other fellas want to say good morning? Yo 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 yo. Yo 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 yo. It's good to hear your voice, bro. Good morning. Anybody else before we walk into love, life, and victory? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Who is that? I just got one thing to say. <laughs> you know what? I cannot. Don't. And don't call me either after this. Do not. You hear me? Don't call me after this. I'm not answering. I'm telling you now. <laughs> you will not be disrupting my day on today. Got it? No, no. Amen. Good Amen. morning, Diamond in the back. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Sugarfoot. Hey, digging in the sea. <laughs> Amen. Um, just right before we get started, you guys, I, I just... I want to remind you that, you know, a lot of times as as believers, and if you grew up um, being told that God was an ogre, <laughs> it's really hard to wrap your mind around um, his tender mercies and loving kindness. Um, it, it's really hard to identify that ultimately his love for us is so much greater than um, the torment we subject ourselves to because of our bad decisions and choices and um, our attempt to operate from a place of um, bondage, right? He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Uh, and, and the indeed is literally uh, the operative word. When that when that word in and of itself is is in operation, and you go ahead and you give yourself permission to live from being drawn from His loving kindness, it takes away that self condemnation. 
um, it takes away the idea that God is not working uh, to to accomplish that which he said. You have to answer to what he's spoken over your life. It's mandatory. Your life has to respond to what's written of you. The thing that keeps you away from that is agreement. As soon as I started to agree with what it is that God said about me and stop trying to fight the process and stop trying to do the things that I thought fit right there, um, everything changed. Everything, everything shifted. As soon as I stopped being frustrated, <laughs> I stopped being frustrated in the process. Everything shifted. Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, or commentary? Anybody? Morning, Deanna. I just want to say, Auntie Tisha Cole game, Jonathan, so don't feel bad. But Grace Share, Grace Share says, um, it, it is. It's one thing to be pushed into purpose, and I get it now after all this time, you know, sitting there being timid, ain't it? So great share. I love you. Thank you for just sharing with us and giving and encouraging us and showing us that um, our father has our best interest at heart because he is Abba Father. Love you, sis. Amen. It's a fact. It's, it's an absolute fact. What was hey. your scripture? What was the scripture? Uh, the, the yeah, you referred was, to a scripture. The passage was Genesis, the 12th chapter. Okay, thank you, sweetie. Great no share, problem. though. Thank you, Miss B. Anybody else? Hey, Sam. Love you much. Okay. I'm about to jump back in my team meeting. I just had to run out and say great share. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Good morning, B. Can you hear me? I can. Hey, so... You know, I sing. I'm a songstress. So I could just keep hearing. Soon as I stop wondering, wondering how the story ends, when I let go and I let God, let God have His way. That's what I keep hearing because we can't. It's already like you said. It is what it was. So no matter what, that self condemnation will keep you stuck. And so telling the story about Abram was just so enlightening. I never really heard it because well, you know how you tell stories, but it just changed the whole process for me and how I've been even maneuvering and like you said it ain't about me it's about river kids and river kids kids you know so I'm just grateful for you sis I'm so grateful that you were obedient and that you went to Georgia and everything that you did you did for the good and that Josiah is now reaping that so I'm just I just love you I just want to tell you publicly what you have been in my life for for a, for a long time, you've made me want to be better. So I just love you. And I know, don't don't get me. Don't fight me when you finish telling you. Because I have to tell you now. Because we people are, are getting vaped up out of here. So i got to tell my sister how she has been a big blessing in my life. And you know how my kids feel about you. I think you're getting ready to be on the song with your nephew. So get ready. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Thank you, sis. I love you more. I appreciate you. Hey, it's Krishanda. <clears throat> Amazing declaration. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard was you just can't keep running. You just can't 
keep running. Uh, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He has said what he has said. And as soon as you recognize, you know, things will be better. I mean, there's more to it, but the bottom line is that I, it's like I could just see, see stories playing over and over, different scenarios. Like, you got to stop running because you don't do this thing, whatever it is. So God bless you. I'm so thankful you, for you. You're going to do it or not. Right. You're going to get drugged. Mercy. Mercy. For real. Listen, like, you gonna, listen, you're going to get drugged if you don't. That's, I, I, listen, I don't have any more drugs to, to be. I'm good. I'll pass. I'll pass. I'm cool. Okay. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Right. What you want me to do? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I tapped it's out. Just, it's easier. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm fully tapped out. Yeah. Even when I don't get it, I'm just like, oh, all right, well, whatever. See, that once upon a time, that wasn't the case. And it doesn't mean that you won't be uncomfortable. Yeah. It doesn't mean you won't feel the weight of unfamiliar or strange even. Or, yeah. or even a, a, a little bit of a, an unction, a scary cat. Yeah. I don't have to be scared, though. I'm too, I'm too far out here. Just whatever. That's fine. Let's do that. That works. Because at, at, at the steps, though, when you look back, you see you made it through. And that whole, um, like you said, building the altar and worshiping him. Because sure. it's going to be okay anyway. But it could be better. Yeah. <laughs> Faster. Yeah, it much. And that, that, but that's my goal. I, I tell y'all all my ookie stuff. To let you know, your icky stuff does not disqualify you at all. It, do, it does not change that there is still an expected outcome. I, I need you to be clear. Because, child, if that was the case, honey, I would have just laid down and died. <laughs> I got I got plenty of icky stuff after I said yes. Right? Because I, I still didn't get it. I still didn't understand that all I have to do is what he asks. That's it. That's all. All I got to do is what he say. And I'm I'm good with that. Today. Pastor, Pastor Dion. Well, well, bless you. I appreciate you. God bless you. Amen. Likewise. Good morning, Cynthia. I'm sorry. Go ahead, babe. Oh, that's so funny. This is prosperous. But thank you. Oh, that's prosperous? Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead, babe. No, this is so good, though, that you said that. I'm just, oh, God, so good. Um, I just wanted to go on the tippy toes of what you and um Krishanda were sharing because that's what I was thinking before I even I I was going to share it but I just love how God works I love how he the Holy Spirit just makes the communication just happen but um when the term faster was just said that's what I was saying for you now I don't know but I just in my spirit when you were giving your declaration I'm like she's gonna get to her next place quick because you're not fighting anything you are sure just like you said you don't believe you know you know um i just praise god for what he's doing in your life and i don't even know the details of what's going on in your life i know you're moving but i don't know but just what you're declaring and sharing i'm like thank you lord she gonna get there <laughs> she gonna get there quick she's not putting up a fight she's just going with it so that's what i heard and then 
another thing that God brought to me was um, how much, you know, I have this little, my little dog. And I used to maybe even make fun animals and love. I never thought I could love an animal as much as I love my little acorn, but I've learned so much about how much God loves me. Like I've been into, um, I'll try to make it real quick. I love watermelon now. I never cared about watermelon, but I cut them up in little cubes and I read that, you know, they're healthy snacks for the little dog. So I can't give him that much. He's so small and he'll get sick. I can only give him a few pieces. But he goes crazy when he sees me having a little, if I'm snacking on and he jumps up and down and he wants it. And I be, it hurts my heart. And I was just thinking, wow, how much more does God love me? Like, that's yeah. what God is reminding me. For me to, like, I can't give it to you, baby. As much as he's jumping up and down and he loves it, I can't. So I don't know. I just, God talks to me in so many different ways. It, was, it just hurt my heart. And I'm like, this is how God loves me, even though I might want something real bad. Um, I just love the Lord. I just love um, just what you're doing, Pastor Dion. Look what you've done. You saying yes. Um, I just love you and appreciate you. That's all. Have a blessed, blessed day, everyone. Amen. I love and appreciate you, too. And I totally get the analogy. <laughs> that was that was good. Somebody, I, I want to give it to you, but listen, too much of anything too fast will kill us. <laughs> That's good. Or you getting sick the next day? Because the next day after he first started getting into it, he'll he like he'll have he he would let he'd have to like it wouldn't be good. So right, I I got got it, got it. (laughs) Amen, amen. Anybody else have any comments, commentary? Good morning, Dion. Hold hold on one second. Let me get an order. I heard. Good morning, Dion. Who was that? Stephanie Diamond in the back. Oh, okay, that's Diamond. No, that, that was somebody else. Who else was that? I heard Kim. Sonya. And who else? Destiny. Kim. Oh, Kim and Destiny. Okay, so so let's do it like this. Go. I'll go, go last. Uh, who who was that? Sonya. Sonya. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right, Destiny. Destiny, you go. Then Kim, you go. And then Sonya, you go. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. Oh, this was Hi, so good. <laughs> the the things I've run from over the years have cornered me where God just makes it run back into my face that I moved out of state, you know, came back, he still slapped it in my face no matter what. So I just have to trust the process and respect that it's not about me and give him an unwavering yes. So now I'm just trusting and respecting the process. So this is so good for me. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Go, go ahead, Sonia. I mean, uh, Kim. Oh, good morning, Dion. I'm sorry. Good morning. I, I just, I love, love, love you. I am so free right now. I am so tickled. I still can't talk, but I thank you so much for your declaration. And I, it just finally, you know, kind of resonated in my spirit. It's not about what I want. Because what is written about me will be, and what he has for me is greater than anything I can ask or think or imagine. I need to just stop bucking against the gold. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. That's it. As soon as, soon as you stop bucking, you, you start mm-hmm. seeing traction. I'm, I'm telling you something. Behind every problem, there is a promise. Period. 
let it be. It's good. Amen. Go ahead, Dominic, back. So I laughed through your whole declaration because I think you had peeked into my whole everything. That when you said what what Abraham had to do, I said, "Uh uh-oh, she's going to walk my street again. And the funny thing about it is I was putting up all my tennis shoes. And the thing was, I said, you don't have any more tread on your tennis shoes from running. Mm-hmm. from what he asked you to do. So I, I mean, I laughed at the whole thing, but it spoke volumes to me because I remember one of our, your themes was make a decision. I made a decision and it's been smooth, but there's been rocky places in between. But I have to say, thank you. Because I would have been stayed stuck if I didn't make a decision. And that, mm-hmm. that when we did that one time, say make a decision, when you start making those decisions and you start walking, and keep making those decisions. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes along the way. It does not matter because he's with you no matter what. Keep making decisions. Keep walking. Even if you don't have any more tread on your shoes, he's going to give you another pair of shoes. Keep walking. And that's, I just laughed at it because in the, the joy that I have now, when you see the joy that they have, the world, can't, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. They definitely can't. Mm-hmm. Not no more. So I thank you. But, Didi, I thank you even more because you stand in the gap for me and you don't even know that you do, but even when you do, that you do. So stand on that. Keep smiling, big sis. Dion, I love you more than you know. I I thank you because even when you chin check me, (laughs) when I get ready to do things I'm not supposed to do, I thank you for it. So, yeah, this this was a good one. This was really good because it lets me know that I'm in a good place. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. I'm going to keep giggling on this whole message because it's my whole <laughs> life. It is my whole life. Come out from among them and go to another place. Yeah, it was a whole tra- a whole transition from 1994 up to now. Whew, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Good morning. This is Monica. Did she I'll just say Wait, wait, hold on one second. Who who else is that? Lavina. Hey. Okay. Go go ahead. Who else was that? The first person. Who was that? Monica. Hey, Monica, Monica. go ahead, then. I say, did she just say 1994 up until now? <laughs> Man, did that that is my testimony. And I mm. thank you for your declaration because you did make it so plain and you really shed a little light on the fact that, you know, because this, this thing, I, I've been running too up until now. And just like you said, once you say yes or you decide, okay, God, you tired because you done been drugged so much. Oh. I'm tired of being good. I cannot run anymore. And um, mm-hmm. once I said yes, and beyond that disruption, I'm telling you, he said, he told me to leave my place, that church I was at for since 1994. He told me to go. I went, had to go somewhere else. But when I surrendered and did that, 
wow, can I tell you so much joy. I, when you say, when that song say amazing grace, mm-hmm. wow, I am so excited that I, I obeyed because, like you said, obedience changes everything. And it's been really amazing and freeing since I surrendered and I said yes and I obeyed God. So thank you for your declaration because it was right on point of where I'm at in my life. So I thank God for you. You are an amazing woman of God. And I just thank God for your ministry. Thank you because you helped me. Amen. Amen. God be praised. God be praised. Go ahead, Dee. Hey, man. Good morning, everyone. It was as if you were in my house on yesterday morning where the Holy Spirit literally erected me. I went to sit down. He said, get up. I'm holding my cup of coffee. I'm like, okay, can I drink my coffee? No, you need right. to walk and drink your coffee. So in that, I said, okay, Holy Spirit. So I found me an altar, glory to God, in the mm-hmm. midst of it quickly because that's how quick he was saying move. And so in that, I said, well, Whatever it is you have me to do today, I need assistance from your angels. And when I tell you being in a place by yourself and people say, I'm going to come and help you, I'm going to come and help you, God will assist. He will release a host of angels to assist you. I'm going to send you Mm -hmm. some pictures later. And you can post them if you want to. I really don't care. But in the midst of it, I had boxes everywhere and no help. I got the wagon. I loaded up my wagon. Being 61 years old, knees is giving me the blues. I'm like, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to do something. See, when he said to Abram, he said the same thing to me. Get you there into the land where I'll show you there. I will bless you, make your name great, and I'll curse those that curse you, so on and so forth. Y'all know the story. And in the same breath, he said, now pack up and move. Now, most of y'all, well, I won't say most of y'all, few of y'all on this line, no, I've been packed for some time mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. in and out. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? What's, a, what's holding up the blessing? Well, just like when Daniel spoke it, I heard you, but then the principalities came. So then there, here comes the warfare. But in the, in the midst, go back to yesterday, in the midst, God and his angels literally mm-hmm. assisted me to move in all these boxes, lifting them, putting them in places, then I get to my storage. He said, now, before you even take anything out of this car, because he had me take my broom, he said, you need to take stuff out of here, reorganize it, sweep this floor, and then replace everything back in order. Mm. And so in that, now, mind y'all, y'all know I was one tired sister, but in the natural, but in the spirit mm. realm, and I won't even say I was tired in the natural. Let me reject that word. And so even in that, God gave me supernatural energy yesterday like never before. Y'all would have thought I was on some type of speed yesterday or something. I mean, mm-hmm. even with my conversation. But I tell you, in the midst of it, I stopped in the middle of a thrift store because no places are taking things now. And I said, okay, what am I to do with this? I'm going to keep carrying it in my car because somebody's going to get it. It ain't coming back up in here. So anyway... Mm-hmm. I stop in the middle of the thrift store, and I'm telling this with a pat to a pastor who had given a word. See, her word was, are you prepared to evacuate? And in the midst of it, I looked at a home, really loved it, thought it was going to be mine. 
It had this beautiful chandelier in it. One of my church members, couple, bought it. So she's not a bling queen. I am. So I called her because I heard she was getting rid of. And so I said, I can I have that big chandelier? I said, I'll pay you for it. She said, oh, no, sis, you don't have to pay me for it. She said, you can have it. Now, this mm. is no cheap chandelier. It was um, some um, um, uh, Westerners um, from India that lived in this home. So y'all, 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 I know. So anyway, in that, I looked at that even as something new going into the home that whatever he has for me. And I said, if this wasn't it, Lord, that means you got something bigger and greater. And mm-hmm. so in that, I get that. And I'm, and I'm trying to shorten this, Dion. And, and so in that, I get that. And then I get back, and then God is still showing me how he's preparing the way. I can't see it. It might look stupid to somebody else. And guess what? I, I really don't care. I just, it's like, come on, Daddy. Let's make this thing happen. Whatever it is I got to finish doing, give me the supernatural strength to do it. Let me keep the mindset that you gave me so I can accelerate and propel into things that you have. Because as you stated, someone is waiting. Someone is waiting on my sound. Someone is waiting as I have delayed things. And so, yeah, 17 years. And here we are. You're right, that part. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Thank you, sis. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. It's all process. It's all process. Amen. Anybody else? Any questions, comments, or commentary? Good morning, Adiana. It's persistent. Hey. I just want to say, I just want to say um, first of all, thank you. Because of your yes, so many others are understanding the process of their yes. Right here on this line, and God only knows all around you, you making sense and me hearing for the first time what's going on in my life and has been going on for quite some time, that I had to reflect on the years and the first time I wrote down the year. So I'm going to continue building my mantle, even in the middle of this uh, seemingly uh, muddy water, and be still and know that this process is normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever normal is. <laughs> exactly. Whatever normal is, because it certainly mm-hmm. don't feel like it. Um but I just appreciate because this is the first time I've ever, because I feel peace in this conversation. So I know it's him and um, in understanding this process. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel, you know, the enemy's been telling me for years you're crazy and what you're going through and, you know, but all that foolishness. Um, but he's kept me mm-hmm. and keeping me. Mhm. Mhm. And we'll continue I don't, to keep. And we'll continue. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. I'm gonna call you one day. We. I'm, I just need to talk to you and a couple of others on this phone call too. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I do. I. I. Yeah. But anyway, I just appreciate you. I really, really do. Amen. And all the others that have. Uh, 
spoken and going through similar walks and there's so many of us. But because of oh, your God. yes, we're I'm sorry? No, I just said, Oh God, it's a whole bunch of us. You I think knowing you're not alone changes how you manage your process. So true. So true. <laughs> Cause in my church it just seems like I'll say seems like everybody's perfect, you know. Oh, they got it all together, don't honey, they lie. Yep. <laughs> they lying, don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. Mm. Don't believe the hype, honey. I I don't know anybody that has it all together. And if, if they do, keep them away from me because I'm going to mess them up. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I heard one. I think I heard elders say once, if they got it all together, something wrong. They ain't say, something. You need to check their save card. <laughs> <laughs> you need to check in, right? Heck of funny. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, Abram. Huh? Hey, Dave. So you know when you were talking about Abram telling a lie about that being his sister, not his wife. I thought about how the lies, and not to, to promote lying, but just how that put his his untruth really pushed him into greater things. And I, I think sometimes, I don't know why, when you were talking about it, made me think about how sometimes people tell lies to save their life. That makes any sense. Even, um, hmm, no, I won't say that right now. But yeah, that, that kind of, I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to personally look into that part more because again, it's like, why'd you lie? Because it caused, it caused all kind of other issues. That that was that was huge. That part right there when you talked about that, and I remember hearing the story several times, but it just hit me different this morning about sometimes the lies that people tell. It is still part of it. Still part of the plan. It is what it is. I want to ask that? Yeah, it, it it all. It's all employed. That's all. It's all employed. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, 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 hey. hey I, heard, I heard a couple of people. Hold on, Ju. I heard one more person. Who else was that? Leisha. Okay. And then I heard one more, I think. It was me, but I just said Romans 828. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Ju. And then, then uh, Leisha, go right after her. Go ahead. Um. You know, um, you, most of you guys know that's been on this line for some years now. Uh, know the story about how me and my husband got together. Um, it was definitely uh, God-ordained. But the process in me uh, taking this journey didn't start out like that. The, the, the journey started out with me asking God to show me love. Because I realized that within that love process, I had been keeping my hands up. I really wasn't through my first marriage and stuff like that, I had kept God and people at bay. And I wanted to really experience love. So God used my husband to show me love, you know, through um, this journey we took together. Being at a, he's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. And uh, every time I came to this fork in the road or feeling this anxiety about, is this the person? God would always either it was a scripture or would show me to let me know, or he would show me this man from a distance, like his character 
that kept me on this journey. But then it comes to a place like, you know, just like he did, and he reminded me about the children process when they were, you know, wandered in the wilderness and stuff like that for those 40 years. And then now they're coming to this place where they're about to go to get the promised land. And I remember when I was, you know, <laughs> the disruption was, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Okay, you say you love this man. Okay, you're going to let you bring him here. And you're going to get married right after he gets here. And all of a sudden, I just started feeling such anxiety, I remember. And he brought, he said to me, you know, uh, I, I walked with you the process. time you had a question, I made sure that, you know, I answered it. I'm, you know, I made you feel assured that this is me. He said, now, it's just like the pre it wasn't until the priest stepped in the, put their foot in the water that the water parted for them to go to the promised land. He said, you got to put your foot in the water. Mm. And um, it was like, you know, if you want your blessing, now it's time for you. I've showed my faithfulness to you. Now you have to show your faithfulness to me by being, you know, by being, by stepping out on faith. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just maybe think about what you're saying, how even through the disruptions and stuff that God, you know, if he's really in it, you see his promises, his promises unfolding, or he'll remind you of something that he told you. And so, you know, um, it just, that's right there, what you were talking about, that's really, really resonated with me. And maybe just think about my journey, you know, and I'm looking forward to this other venture, you know, with God. So anyway, that's all I want to say. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. It's now it's just level next. That's all. Move, moving right along. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, Lee. Thank you for sharing, Drew. And it was a process, and it was icy. I think. <laughs> yes, it was. And that—that's Joshua the third chapter, honey. You have not uh, consecrate yourself. Look, and and in three days you you gonna go someplace you ain't ain't never been before. That's that that Joshua the third chapter, child. That's one of my favorites. Go ahead, Leash. I'm sorry. It's okay. Good morning, Saints. You know I uh, appreciate hearing sound word and sound doctrine because it helps me to grow. And you know I was thinking about um, the Mark Twain book, A Tale of Two Cities. I don't know if that man was a Christian or if he was prophetic or what. But he has this line in his book that describes my life to a T. And that's, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. Because I used to think, oh, if I'm a Christian, then I shouldn't have all this stuff, this hell breaking loose in my life. But that's when I was a babe in Christ. And as I'm growing one day at a time, I realize that that's the process. It's going to always be something going on. So for me, what I'm learning to do is to stay in the middle, cause it's gonna be great, and it's not gonna and it's gonna be not so great. But if I could stay in the middle, which is in in God's bosom and in the will of God, then I'm gonna be all right. I also want to say it's so important to have a good support group, a praying yeah. support group, because sometimes 10 o'clock at night. Two o'clock in the morning, all hell break loose. And you got to have somebody you can call or text because sometimes praying on your own ain't enough. Sometimes reading the scripture on your own ain't enough. You need some people to rally around you. You know, I learned that the higher I go in God, the more I have to fight. 
you know, so I'm just grateful that I have this platform as one of the tools I can use in my arsenal when that enemy is, is coming because he be coming full force. Once I made up my mind that I'm doing things God's way, whew, fight of the century, but I was built for it. So that's why I keep coming back. So thank you for listening. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. And it's it's true. It it gets more uncomfortable before you get comfortable. But let me tell let me tell y'all what what I can say today. That for these especially these last fourteen years, as uncomfortable as it has been and, and I'm in a moment of discomfort, like like serious discomfort, right right this second. But it's like this, um overwhelming knowing that not only am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but the outcome is going to be so much greater than this discomfort that I feel. And so, you know, you, you go through to get to. And so I'm, I'm cool. I, I'm fine with it. Um, I don't like it all the time, but I understand it. And I'm I'm good. It's, it's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, it's okay. I definitely agree with what you're saying because when all hell breaks loose, that's just because you're getting go to you getting ready to get the blessing. Because on the other side of the pain is the blessing, but it's just Absolutely. getting through it. Absolutely, yeah. On on the other side of the process, because it it's, it don't have to be painful. Because like right now, it I I want to be done. Don't get me wrong. I I prefer to be done with all this foolishness. Uh, especially moving because it is the devil, um, but but I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Like I can breathe. It's it's good. Amen. Anybody else have anything? And it's okay if not. We'll go ahead and get ready to close it out. I I just wanted to share something that was in my. Uh, still, I was thinking another thing I wanted to add is that. Wait two, because, two seconds. Two seconds, Pam. Oh, sorry. I heard somebody else in the background. Just so no, it's okay. Just so we can have an order. Who else was that? Valuable. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Pam. Um. I okay. I was just thinking that um, because of your yes, I'm hearing, like all the, what the comments. Like people have blessed me on this call. There's the yeses coming. I don't know if people realize that they're they're saying yes. <laughs> I mean, when they speak, like Lavinia, like, like there's so many people on this call that I'm not even maybe you might not even know that you've blessed me by what you've shared. Um, I call those yeses. Like your yeses, Pastor, has multiplied. Um, I don't know how to put it into words, but I'm just so, so, uh, so, so grateful. So grateful for your yes. I'm seeing all the other yeses that are, that are a result of your yes. That's all. Amen. Amen. God be praised. That's a big deal. Super. Uh, go ahead, Valuable. Okay. I just, um, thank you for the declaration. And um, I just thought it was real powerful when you had mentioned that angels are assigned to our lives and that the outcome is certain if we honor God with our lives. And you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, you must agree with God and we have to build an altar so that um, we can spend time with God and hear from God. And it reminded me of that video, um, Dr. Lovey's teaching 
on controlling the atmosphere. He said, mm-hmm. nothing in the spirit operates without an atmosphere. So it's important for us to build an altar. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Altar. And as soon as stop being frustrated, <laughs> process everything shifts. So it just went. I'm speaking to myself when I say that. No, that's <laughs> you know. good. Listen, you you on target? Because for real, as soon as soon as you stop tripping, it it becomes more of a vacation on the journey. Swear, I promise. And it doesn't mean that you won't have, you know, when when you're traveling. Um, and and what I learned is that the simpler you travel, the easier it is to transition from one place to the next. I used to, um, Southwest, you get two free bags. That means the big bulky bags. Well, I don't I don't particularly want to have to wait a baggage claim and try to snatch my bag off the thing. Now I will if I'm going somewhere for an extended period of time. But what I have learned in my, my recent frequent travel is that the less I take, um, the better off I am during the course of my transition. And I've done certain things to make sure I'm not, I don't have to be at the airport two hours in advance because I've simplified my travel. It means that I don't carry things that are unnecessary. Now, um, if you pack light and you literally do the kind of the the tabulation in your mind to make sure that your travel is seamless, it just simplifies the process. And the more I, uh, streamline what I carry with me as I go, the easier it is to get to my destination. And so I've discovered that you have to be intentional about your travel. And some stuff you don't have to take with you, like unnecessary emotion, unnecessary worry. Anxiety is the fear of something that has not happened yet. But as you travel, when you learn how to live in the moment, in the second, and Josiah and being on a deathbed taught me how to respect every second of every day. And it's a decision, y'all. It's a decision. I I don't worry about none of it. What's going to be is going to be. The process is the process. How it works, it's just going to work. And you, you either get it or you don't. The longer it takes you to get it, the longer you stay in transition. The longer you take to get it, the longer you stay in transition. And when you learn how to control your atmosphere, your atmosphere is controlled by gratitude. The more you thank God, right, in all things give thanks. Enter his gate with thanksgiving. Don't enter his gate with, Lord, I'm sorry. And before I say something, God, I beg your forgiveness. Honey, that's living from condemnation. But when you live from victory, you immediately began to say, listen, um, God, I thank you that even the things I don't get, they're in full operation and agreement with what heaven is already saying. God, I thank you that your grace and your mercy is sufficient. God, I thank you that even what I don't understand is employed to push me into promise. God, I thank you that I know that I cannot fail because you have already written a promise. You've given me a guarantee. God, I thank you that my problem is 
specifically designed to push me into purpose. God, I thank you that my children are already covered in the promise. I thank you that my children will never beg for bread. I thank you that because you've already secured everything about who I am and anything connected to me, that even the folks that are connected to me at a distance are blessed bountifully because I know you already worked it out for my good, right? You got to move from believing to knowing. Yeah. You got to move from believing to certainty. You, This one thing I am confident of, I'm confident that God is capable. I'm confident that his hand is on my life. I'm confident that he'll never change his mind. I'm confident that my life has to answer to what he's already spoken over me. My children's lives have to answer to what's written of them. I'm confident that I don't have to have anxiety or fear or be afraid of the unknown because he already knows that if I submit myself to the truth of what he said, allow Holy Spirit to operate fully and obey God and honor him with my life, accept the help from the people that God has sent me, listen, I you cannot lose. You can't. You Amen. cannot lose. I dare you to open your mouth and just say this, and you don't got to come off mute. I can't lose. Losing is not an option. I've already won. The victory is I'm standing in victory. The fact that you're alive, <laughs> the fact that you're here and all Hundreds of thousands of people dead. You, they dead. You hear me? And you're still here? All you have to do is know that you have an expected end. And while you're in agreement with God, now if you're not in agreement, if you're just wilding out and doing, and I'm going to say it just like this, doing whatever the hell you want to do, ever whatever inhale you want to do, if you just live in a rogue life and you know you got instructions from God, and you being fully rebellious and disobedient, listen, you you still have a probability of fully winning. And he gives you action at correction. But know that Romans 8 and 28 is blaring in your favor. It's screaming. All you got to do is agree with the promise. All you got to do is build yourself an altar. All you got to do is have the capacity to receive what God has already said, and everything changes. Everything. Jesus didn't have no emotion. He wasn't, and not that he didn't, not that he didn't have feelings, but he was not driven by his emotions. He did not respond to atmospheres. He created them. That's all. That's I'm, I'm shutting up because I listen. I can do this all day. He never fails. We never lose. We always win. That's all. That's all. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Amen. So that being said, we are um, fasting today from now until 5 p.m. We meet back here for just a moment um, just to celebrate the victory and to uh, just connect with like-minded believers, knowing that God is working for us, knowing that God has already secured our future, 
Uh, we give God glory in advance. And so that being said, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for every person that's still connected to the line. God, for those that may have had to go, I pray, God, that you would give us a knowing in our spirit that moves us from complacency into confidence, from confidence into competence. And I pray, God, that you would um, continue to push us into the place of promise knowing that our lives are not our own and that it's not about us. I thank you for the generations and the nations that will be blessed in response to the truth of who you say we are. I thank you, Father, that all things are working together for our good. I thank you for the good days, the bad days, the uncomfortable times, the moments where we didn't see our way clear, that it is in full agreement with what the heavens are saying. Help us to build an altar. Help us to stand on the altar with once it's built. But more importantly, God, help us to obey you with everything that we are so that you would get the glory out of our lives, that those that are stuck in bad places and in bad seasons, God, that we would be uh, the liberty that they need to experience to get to the other side. God, we love you, and we'll be so careful to give your name the glory, to give your name the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, and God, we bless you. Amen. All right, God, hear you at 5 o'clock. Amen. And, uh, Amen. Thank you. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Amen. Have a blessed, blessed day, everyone. everyone. Love you. Amen. Have a blessed day. Hey, Sergeant. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. <laughs> Have a good day at work, sister. Love you. Yes. Don't forget Big Brother. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I love you. I'll call you later.
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
Declare victory. 